This episode of Creative Control is brought to you by Verizon, the network America relies on. I'm your host, KC Finey, and this is Creative Conversation, a Fast Company podcast. Okay, so this conversation you're about to listen to, easily in my top five of all time that I've done on Creative Conversation. I didn't even plan on having such a mic dropper for our final episode this season, which, by the way, this is our final episode of the season. But rapper Sweetie was just I mean, you can't see what I'm doing, but you could hear it. That was a chef's kiss. She was just perfection. So if you don't know much about Sweetie, let me give you a quick primer before we hop into the conversation. Hailing from the Bay Area, Sweetie graduated with a degree in communications from the University of Southern California, but decided to pursue a career in rapping instead. After gaining some notoriety for her freestyles that she would record from her car, no less, Sweetie got her big break with her 2017 viral hit, Icy Girl. Now, I was a huge fan of that song and her EP Hype Maintenance that came out a year later, but I think like everyone else, I kind of folded my arms like, okay, that was cute, but what else you got? Well, Sweetie shut me up and everyone else when she dropped her even bigger hit, My Type, which was the undeniable song of the summer for 2019. Despite two back-to-back viral songs and two very solid EPs, in my opinion, Sweetie says she didn't really feel successful or that people got a full sense of who she is. But she's planning to fix that with her first full-length album, Pretty Bitch Music. We unpack so much in this conversation, from the album's title to misconceptions that she's fighting against to how she's making moves to have an impact outside of music. The list goes on and on, and it really did go on and on because my producer had to trim so much of this conversation down because Sweetie and I went on a tangent or two. And someday I may release the director's cut of this episode that includes our conversation about Henry David Thoreau and Edgar Allan Poe, but there's still plenty to listen to and learn in this version version of the episode. So enjoy. Thank you for making the time. I appreciate it. I'm so excited for this album. It's going to be like, oh man, I'm so ready. So I mean, off top, I have to ask, because this is something that like, I've always wondered ever since like you came on the scene. I know because I I saw an interview where you explained that, you know, your name, uh, Saweetie came from like, uh, I think your grandmother called you that. Uh-huh. And then so like, but what about the spelling? Because it's not just sweetie, it's so weedy. Okay. <laughs> Let me, you know, mind my manners. <laughs> I wasn't um, going to judge you either way. <laughs> it's okay. This is a podcast and I'm going to respect your podcast. Because every time, I like, I chew obnoxiously. So <laughs> I don't want that to be the focal point of our conversation. <laughs> Fair enough. So um, this is what happened. My grandmother, she calls me her sweetie. And around that time, MySpace was popping. So I needed right. a screen name. And I was like, okay, what should my MySpace name be? And I was like, Sweetie. But I was like, Sweetie, it just sounds too sweet. So I was like, let me put an A between the S and the W. So time goes by, I become like super popping on MySpace. Like people are seeing me at parties, at gas stations, and they're like, hey, are you Sweetie? And I'm like, i'm like it is me but um it kind of stuck because people were just outside of my space calling me sweetie that was around 14 15 around all this was happening i remember i was walking so i could take the bus and i used to like have to walk home or go wherever i need to go on the bus and i remember these group of dudes rolled by and they scraped her and they stopped they was like hey you sweetie and i was like 
yeah, what's up? They're like, you bad as fuck. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I thought they was going to try to kidnap me or something. But they was like, like we, we follow you. On, I mean, we, we friends on MySpace because I used to approve everybody. Like, right. I didn't. Like, I didn't care. Like, I was just like, it's just my space. I had a cool-ass layout. I had all the graphics. I had, it was tricked out. I was a super <laughs> nerd. Like, I was coding without knowing that I was coding. Listen, so, MySpace had people coding for real. Like, kids right. have, they don't know. Because I feel like everything's so easy now. You can just, like, drag and drop. But, like, MySpace, you really had to know what you were doing. They, so. they just drag and drop, copy and paste, save and download, and then post. <laughs> Let me tell I you, that. I was, I was, I was HTML savvy. I was all of that. So, you know, that's where Saweetie came from. It stuck because people in my area was calling me Saweetie. So I was like, okay, right. I guess it, it is what it is. I mean, and I find your, your backstory is so fascinating because, you know, you, you went to school, you went to USC and you really, you, you, you could have, you could have just gone the, the, I guess the quote unquote normal route, you know, and like really done well because you know you have this amazing degree you have an amazing school so what really was that that spark in you that made you want to pursue music because it's you know it's 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 worth trying for real but it's hard it's a lot there's a lot of failure involved and so most some people may just want to go the quote-unquote safe route with that so for you what was that spark that made you want to go in the route of music and not just you know a regular job there's definitely a lot of failures when it comes to pursuing a career that goes hand in hand with creativity because mm -hmm. you're literally getting paid for the ideas that you are thinking from your brain. It is not company mantra, a culture, something that has been built up that is viewed from a world standpoint as a company and you follow the rules. You're literally following your intuition, your gut, and your God-given creativity. I'm a planner. This is my day-to-day -day workbook i'm like a big nerd i'm a i'm an organized fun nerd as if you might want to call it like i'm grown but i need the shit to look fun anyway i, I, was just, I, I love those stickers by the way way to <laughs> blink <you>. it out <laughs> thank you but for me i've always written down things why i don't know why i love to write i love to put my pen on paper and i've always like written down my goals Later on, I found out that it's important to do that because it's kind of like giving yourself self-affirmation. So I was really happy because I was like, hey, I've been doing this. So I'll just keep doing what I've been doing. Um, but every time I would brainstorm or draw out how I saw or how I envisioned my life to be, it always came back to creativity and music. And while I will say I love beauty, I love fashion, I love acting. I like several things that go along with entertainment, but... I know that you have to focus on one thing to become an expert in it, you know, the rule of 10,000 hours. So mm -hmm. I was like, let me focus on music because I feel like music will open the doors for everything else that I want to do in life. So right. I stayed with it and I've been blessed to have intuition. And every time I saw myself going into a different direction, because when I was fresh out of college, you know, between me and you and these <laughs> listeners <laughs> you know girl was tweaking her resume so that i would get interviews at these high profile hospitals again no <laughs> judgments at all because who among us has not done this before like <laughs> no, for real. no but for real but it's just like i wanted to get money i love getting my hair done my nails done i love i love makeup i love 
I love everything. Let me tell you something. My first bag I ever bought was a Moschino bag, and I wore it everywhere. But then, you know, I had a rainy day, so I just sell it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I've been I've been bougie before I could even be bougie for real in real life. I love it's the fact like, that you step in it. You're like, you know, you know what? I am bougie. Like, no, most people I, be like, don't call me that. I can't help it. I but but for me, bougie means something else. Like you know, yeah. sometimes people people um, attach their connotative meaning of bougie with negative things. But it's like for me, it's like bougie means expensive. It means the finer things in life. It, it means, means icy. It means icy. <laughs> I like, exactly. Exactly. So it's like for me, that's why in the Icy Girl remix, I said bougie went on broke, so I'm bougie went on popping. Like mm-hmm. when you are seeing an amplified version of the little girl who, you know, used to just love popping on press on nails, who used to sneak into her mama's closet and take her shoes and then click them on the kitchen floor. Cause I just love, I love that fly shit. You know, I was a tomboy, but I always had a, had a, had an eye for the finer things in life. So that's where all that comes from. I love that. You know, there's so many rappers who are doing what you did, right? You know, they're uploading raps on social media or SoundCloud, but not everyone breaks through, even if they are really talented. So now that you have some distance from Icy Girl and like really that, that everything that came with that, what, like, what do you think it was that made that song broke through? Like, what about you is special um, to break through? Because there's, there's so many people that are, ta- they're just as talented as you that don't get the opportunity. So what about you broke through? So let me actually touch on that and I'm going to answer your question. Yes, there are a lot of people who are as talented or even more talented than me. But for whoever is listening, you know, the statement of hard work beats talent. But when you have both of them, it's such a beautiful thing to see. So I really encourage those who are listening, if you are, are talented, make sure you put that hard work with it. Dreams will come true. So let me, that just kind of sparked that when you said it. I love so Let that. me answer your question. So Icy Girl was so appealing because not only can you twerk to it, you're inspired by it. And, you know, that's a rare combination, you know. You know, it's crazy because some girls is waking up about to go to work and they're listening to Icy Girl. Or some girls is putting their makeup on, twerking with their bestie, listening to Icy Girl. So the fact that it was able to tap into both worlds at the same time, I feel like that's what what made my baby Icy Girl so special. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. And when you signed with Warner, you also established your own imprint, right? Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. So how does that work? Because I mean, I feel like that's that doesn't sound so common. I mean, like you're this new artist and you have your own imprint like out the gate. So what? Like, tell me a little bit about that. I, I think it's like I think it's a boss move. I love it. You know, I've I used to be the person that used to save the outfit for the perfect day. But why not today? Why not make the statement today, why not make that boss move today? So I always just believe if I'm able to do it, then why not? So I'm really happy that I was able to be deemed the Icy Girl, to have this brand Icy, because I definitely feel like in my years to come, Icy will eventually supersede the Sweetie brand. And it is something that my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren will eventually run when, you know, my time is up. But um, I'm happy that I've been able to have something so symbolic attached to my brand. I love that. And, you know, like what, so what's this, what goes into that? I mean, like, what do you want it to be? Because I feel like this is something that you are positioning yourself as 
you know, more than an artist. Like you're making that statement saying like, I'm going to have my own imprint. I'm going to have my own label. So like, what do you see for, what's your vision for, for Icy? Like what, and, and on top of that, like, what's your, what's your vision outside of music? So Icy will be an umbrella for not only my label, but for my music, of course, because that's the foundation, but for beauty, for hair products, for fashion, and also for philanthropy. You know, I was really inspired in this turmoil time in America to make a difference in my community. And me, my grand my grandmother, and my new management have decided to, you know, create a foundation. I haven't released the name yet because I'm still filing my papers. So not only am I interested in entertainment, I'm also interested in philanthropy. I love that. And, you know, I don't think that there is such a thing as, you know, wasted experience. And I think that it's incredible that you had back to like relatively back to back successes with Icy Girl and then My Type. And but I mean, those are two incredibly viral songs with attached to two EPs within a year of each other. So that that's a lot. That's a lot to process. And so, I mean, were there any drawbacks to having so much success all at once in such a short amount of time? I have to admit to you, I don't I didn't feel success. Really? Um, Are you kidding me? Yes, cuz I'm I'm competitive and I think <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Oh, and I think the pool of competition is amazing. So I'm always peeping the big picture and I'm always, you know, setting goals for myself. I feel like I will be able to grasp a feeling of success after this body of work, Pretty Bitch Music, comes out because I not only feel like there's one icy girl, one my type, one tap in, there's several. So it's like the world will get a better grasp of of me as a woman, a human, and an artist when they hear this body of work. Right. And I'm perfect segue because I was like, let's talk about Pretty Bitch Music because, or yeah. is it Pretty B-I-T-C-H? Because I know that's an acronym. I read that that's an acronym for something. Yeah. And, you know, it's an acronym for me. And, you know, it took me a while to say bitch only because, like, I grew up such a tomboy. Like I said, I always had an eye for the fine things in life. But like my, the core of my soul is I'm a little tomboy because 90% of my family is men. So it's like, I didn't grow up calling myself a bitch. Like, you know, some, my, some of my friends were girly girls. So some of my homegirls in first and second grade were calling themselves bad bitches. I didn't because I grew up with a whole bunch of men. So while I never looked down on that, I just never said it out of my mouth. But you know, as I got older, as I, you know, began to create music, I was like, okay, like, bitch is kind of like something that you throw around in songs. So when I create these songs, I want my fans to know when I'm saying bitch, this is what it means. Cause you know, it has an acronym associated with it. And it was actually inspired by Tupac. Cause you know, he had an acronym for Thug Life. So bitch means without further ado. I know, drum roll, please. <laughs> I, mean, I did my homework. I know what it means, but for the people listening who don't, please. For the people who are listening, for all the bosses, for all the hustlers, for all the men and women, because I feel like men can relate to this too. This is what it means when I'm saying bitch. It means boss, independent, tough, CEO, and I'm from the Bay. And for who for you know the people who are not tapped into the West Coast and who may even be out the country. Hyphy means the H word in bitch. It means turning up and having a good time. Perfect. And, you know, what was so, you, you touched on this a little bit earlier, but I'd love to, you know, dive a little bit deeper into it. I mean, like, what, what was sort of your thought process mentality of making this album? Like, what were you looking to say that you didn't say or didn't get a chance to say on your previous EPs? Um, 
I feel like my first two EPs did no justice to me as a woman, as a girl from the West Coast, as a CEO, as just a person who's so multifaceted. And, you know, one day it was like, hey, I see dying down, so you need to put out some more work. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm definitely not ready for my album, so let's do another EP. Thank God, you know, my type took off after that. And then now we are here with Pretty Bitch Music, which is double the songs, maybe even more, but it's it's a it's a fun body of work. Yeah. And that's the thing. I feel like it's something that I definitely don't mind because I just appreciate, you know, the the lyricism and like the your 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 writing ability. But a lot of people, you know, feel like, oh, you're, all your lead singles are, you know, taking beats from someone else. Like, you know, with Icy Girl, obviously, it's like, you know, Kai's My Neck, My Back, My Type is Petey Pablo's Freak League, and even like your lead single for Pretty Bitch Music, Tap In, it's Two Shorts mm-hmm. Blow the Whistle. So mm-hmm. do you ever feel concerned that people aren't getting the full scope of who you are as an artist because they always are associating you with other artist beats? And that's on them because obviously you have the, you know, um, one of my favorite songs of yours is, is Ban. Began. Won't say what it means because you know, kind of ah, Christian podcast. As, um, <laughs> as, as me, me wrote. <laughs> don't, don't don't scare my white listeners now. Come on, they can Google it for themselves. No, bum at Nero. <laughs> I'll play y'all. Just look it up and, and you'll get it just for it. But um, I can answer this in two parts. So for one, in my defense, um, Icy Girl went viral on its own. Um, I had no expectation for it doing what it did, but I'm very grateful. Um, my type was released in a full body, not a full, but a, an EP body of work where Emotional, a singing record, was actually the lead single, but then my type throws his hand as us artists and the DSPs like to say. Um, so if, if, if they want to say that, start saying it now, because now I know what my specialty is. My specialty is able to have an ear for a beat that would sound good if I flipped it or if I sampled it. So um, I'm, I'm now accepting those, you know, critiques because now it's intentional. The first two times it wasn't. Um, but am I worried? No, because hip hop is built on samples. It is built on, you know, flipping records. So when I'm put in the conversation of, um, of Sweetie is only succeeding because of X, Y, and Z, I know they're mad. And they're mad because they don't, for some reason, they don't know me, but they don't want someone like me reaching a certain amount of success, but I have bad news for them. I'm not stopping here. And I feel like it's important for me to keep going because I represent, you know, a plethora of things. I'm a minority. I'm a college grad. I'm a first generation um, student in my family. I'm uh, a young black woman. I'm a young Asian woman. So it's like I put on for a lot of groups who are rooting for me. So yes, I hear the criticism, but it doesn't bother me anymore. It used to because I'm human. But once you realize that in this day of social media, it comes with the territory if you are an engaging type of artist, which I am because I love to tweet my supporters back. I love to comment back. I love to repost. So every now and then I see some negativity, but it comes with the territory. And once I was able to realize that, hey, these people don't even know you and their own insecurities are a reflection of their comments, it kind of just 
dwindled away and I wasn't taking things so personal anymore. This episode of Creative Control is brought to you by Verizon, the network you can rely on for your phone and for your home internet. Find the plan that's right for you at verizon.com. So what is that, what is your writing process like? Like when you, when you sit down to create a song, like what is that process for you? I write down either quotes or catchy things that I have in my head. I write down topics I want to touch. I have like a premises to like the song. So it's like, I have a list of things I want to talk about. And then I kind of expand with the bars that support it. It's not college talk i'm sorry that's just how i can that's just how i can you know each paragraph have a, have a premise and then you have the facts and the evidence to support it whatever so i feel like that's what i that's how i write my <laughs> like a full uh, dissertation on your rap you're like all right let me, let me do the thesis and let me support it i love it though you know, because for me i i have a short attention span and i can go from being inspirational to twerking that ass real quick so i was like you, I got to give myself some guidelines because I'm not trying to be talking about this. <laughs> For real. Fair enough. Oh, my God. So, I mean, that's the thing. How would you say you've evolved as an artist? Because, you know, you're going from, you know, days of like freestyling in your car to, you know, a full length album at this point. So how would you say you've evolved as a as an artist, as a rapper? I think I have been more comfortable with self. And I say that to to say this, you know, I'm very proud of my college experience and I'm proud of the girl who I was before I went to college. But something that I had to become comfortable with was self because when I first came out, if you didn't know me, you thought that oh, she went to USC, she's so privileged, she looks like this. When it's not the case, you know, when I first got to college, I sat in the back. I was scared to talk in class because I talked with so much slang. I wasn't confident because my peer pool was, you know, primarily Caucasians. So if anything, I feel like college stripped away my identity and I felt like I had to conform. Mm -hmm. So graduated, started rapping again, and for those who didn't know me, they're like, why is she rapping like this? Why is she doing this? Why is she dressing like this? But if you know me, I've been this way since I was like forever. So I had to become more comfortable with self because I was tired of being criticized for being boxed into the college privileged girl. Yes, I went to college, but I'm far from privileged. I worked really hard to get to where I, where I got to in life. I've, you know, I had a, a full ride, but that capped out. My family couldn't afford that, so I had to take out loans. So it's like, I know what it feels like to have three or four jobs, go to school full time, still want to party in, in college, not sacrificing, you know, I'm pretty sure you've seen the, the, the college triangle. It's social life, sleep, and class. I did all three. And why did I do all three? It's because I feel like I'm superwoman and I feel like I can do whatever I put my, my mind to. And I wasn't gonna miss out on nothing in college. So yes, I'm gonna get these good grades. Yes, I'm gonna party. I might not be able to sleep, but I'm gonna get, a, get enough sleep to keep myself cute. So that's, <laughs> so that's- so, Make sure there's no so, bags under the eyes. You know? Right? So I feel like I had to become more comfortable with self because I was, 
at first it used to really bother me when people would say she's trying this or she's trying that i remember when i came out with you so it broke the internet in a bad way it was kind of like sweetie is so educated sweetie is the girl next door sweetie is x y and z why is she rapping so nasty but i always tell myself if i'm gonna be nasty i'm gonna be nasty like missy it's gonna be cool it's gonna be creative and it's gonna make you laugh. So it's like I did my due diligence on my part to make sure that I was staying true to myself. But when I was so excited and when you know the world received it, I got a lot of backlash because a lot of people were like, this is not who you are. But who are you to say who any artist is? You, you did not grow up with us. You did not cook with us. You did not have slumber parties. You did not go to class. You did not wipe your ass with me. And you did not struggle with me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm serious. Like you're a whole fool, and I love it. <laughs> I have a close knit of friends, and we do a lot of things together. So, right. if anything, I am breaking the barrier of what a human being should be. And when I say that, I feel like I speak for men and women who feel like their family, their friends, the world, their workplace tries to box them, box them in. Like whether we like it or not, every I feel like a majority, I'm not going to generalize, you know, I learned that in college, don't generalize. <laughs> I feel like a majority of people have multiple personalities and not in a schizophrenic, not in a, not in a way that it is to be looked, you know, in a, in a different way or frowned upon, but it's just kind of like, we adapt. We have different types of people who we go to for different types of things. I'm not going to be partying with my mother the way I party with my best friend. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's just like, I am definitely a multifaceted, a multidimensional type of human being, whether, you know, I, I just, I just, I am what I am. So I feel like when it came to my career more so, yes, I, I love writing and yes, I love my look, but what I was particularly focused on was my mental growth, like my mental health, because it is easy to to fall under you know comfortable boxed um perceptions of you when you don't want to take risks when you want to play it safe just so that you don't receive criticism but it's just like hey guys like i'm all different types of girls you know so it's just like i had to be comfortable with just being myself and it was just it's, it's just it was hard because i'm just like they're gonna say this if i wear that if i talk about this but it's just like this is that's just who thing. I am. I know, and I feel that's me personally. I get I get frustrated when I see people, particularly when it comes to like women in rap, because everybody they, everybody wants to like, are you more like a this? Are you more like a that? Are you more like a Nikki? Are you more like a Missy? Are you more like a T.R. Wack? And I feel like, can we just enjoy like this wide breadth of artists that we have right now? Because there are right. so many different styles, and I feel like it's so easy for people to to hear one thing from you and then just run with that and be like, oh, that's who she is. When I'm like, you gotta listen to like the whole album. Like, even, cause even you mentioned like right. earlier that, you know, you know, Icy or like, you know, high maintenance and, you know, uh, like an Icy may not have been like, you feel like Pretty Bitch Music is really like your first stamp, but you've, you've had some really great songs that like have talked about a lot. And I feel like a lot of people don't see that necessarily like they get so clued in on like oh that's the my type girl or whatever i'm like no she's been writing some like really emotional stuff and you guys you just have to listen for it and so i mean for you like how is that 
kind of I'm, I'm I'm glad that you that you are thinking about these things, and I'm glad that you are pushing through because you know I see I see nothing but amazing things in your future, honestly, because it's you're Thank so you. so talented. And so, how is it? Like, how are you using that to to shape where you go? Like, when knowing that people will always try to box you into something, like how are you how are you using this 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 kind of state of mind to really to shape your career and like where you want to take it and where you want to take your sound and what you want to do? Well, instead of being discouraged, I felt motivated because, you know, I don't feel like I'm the only woman that feels like this. But like I said, I have a lot of layers to me and um, I can't stop just because a tweet of me goes viral or this blog with a lot of, you know, a respected blog has something negative to say about me. So it's just, I have to roll with the punches and I'm a fighter, I'm an athlete. And I feel like something that a fighter and an athlete has in common is perseverance. So I feel like it's very important for me to stay true to me because I'll be damned if I work my ass off to get to this point to, to just conform. Like, no, I came here for a purpose. And I always felt like the the purpose of me even being here was to have a voice. And I think that it, supersedes and it goes beyond just music so hopefully men or women can listen to my songs see my interviews see my videos and be like well damn if she could do it I could do it too because they may not be comfortable in their own environment but I feel like what makes you different what makes you unique what makes other people uncomfortable is what makes you you which is why I call it pretty bitch music because for me pretty is more than face value. I've met some bad bitches who are ugly as hell to me because their personalities suck. And it's just like sis. <laughs> you'll be flexing on the ground, you cute as hell, but I meet you in person and you ain't all that. That's a problem. Right. So that's but no, but it's it's, it's real. True. So it's, no, it is. And that was it, it's for real. So it's just like for me, pretty that's what I mean by pretty. Pretty is I'm going to create something called Pretty Planet because pretty go, just goes beyond just face value. It's energy, it's just confidence, it's just it's just you. So right. that's why I feel like pretty bitch music will be such a a great moment in culture because I feel like someone will be able to relate to at least one song on the project. Mm -hmm. So I was actually going to ask, I mean, like what, what is not to say your favorite, but let's put a spin on it. What was the most challenging song for you on pretty bitch music? Oh my gosh. <laughs> my most challenging song was my easiest song and it's called prayed up. Really? Um, <laughs> yes. It was challenging because <laughs> I'm laughing. Oh Lord. About myself. I had a really long studio day of just making slaps and I was like you know what I got a lot of things to get off my chest so let me just do one more song where I can just vent. <laughs> it was challenging because the whole time I'm recording it I'm crying. It was the oh, funny. What? It was I'm, I, I mean I like to make fun of myself so it was the it's funny because I'm like literally trying to hide my tears from like my engineer and the beat producer. <laughs> And I'm just like recording and they're hearing my voice crack. They're like, wait, is something wrong with the mic? I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you crying? Because it was such a, it was such a, a, a starter from the bottom, now I'm here type of thing. Yeah. It was a, like a, I was, I was talking to the girl who wrote Icy Girl. So it just, it just always touches me even when I listen to it now because I can, 
like I see myself and all the girls that I'm talking to in this song. So yeah. Oh, oh my <laughs> God, stop. Don't make me wait a minute. See, you have shades to hide your tears right now. I got nothing. Don't make me cry. <laughs> I, no, I it was you know, it's I don't know if it is if it's gonna go to radio, but I know that my fans will really will really appreciate it. And I know I'm close, I'm actually close with with one of my my fan my fan pages and she's just adorable and she's my baby and i remember she rented to me and i had sent her the song so i was like oh girl i don't know what to say back to you but this song has helped me in times when you know i've felt discouraged i was sad and she heard it and she was like i hope if you she said if you don't put this on the album i'm fighting you because i listen to this every time i'm crying i'm going through something bad um so i would say prayed up prayed up was such a, it was it was fun because i was able to just speak from the bottom of my heart, but it was challenging because I'm in the studio with people and I'm trying, <laughs> and I was able to hide it, and I'm like crying while I'm recording. It was just a mess. <laughs> oh my God, I cannot wait to hear that. And, and just to kind of sum up, I mean, I feel like I know the answer to this because I am a fan of yours, but what do you feel that you add to rap that hasn't, that's not there before? Like what, like what is your, what's your, What's your added value to the rap game right now? I think my added value, you know, this this question always throws me off because I don't want to, you know, I feel like uh, it's just when people ask you, what makes you different? I feel like, I, I don't know. I just get scared to answer this sometimes. So I'm just like, damn, like. Why do you get scared? And, no, because it's just like, ooh, am I throwing shade if I say, you know, if it's just, if I say it's just me, but. Um, it's only shade if you say names and no, I'm not, I'm not asking for that. I'm not looking for oh, any smoke no, or no, trouble no. from no, people. Like, <laughs> no, of course not. But I, I'm always thinking like, okay, so, but then it's, it's, it's that, but then it's also challenging because then I really have to look into, into self, not to look into me. And I'm just like, okay, girl, what's your plan and what makes you different? So when I do that and when I look into the mirror, I feel like what makes me different is that I, you know, a lot of people will say, sweetie has a lane. And sweetie does have a lane, but sweetie has several lanes. So when you're talking about sweetie lanes, she has about like three or four that she swerves in and out of. Because when you say lane, I feel like you're trying to box me in. And like I said in this interview plenty of times, I feel like what makes people so uncomfortable about my brand what makes people so excited about my brand is that I'm so multifaceted. Yes, I'm educated, but yes, I like to get ratchet. I like to turn up. And yes, I can go to Harvard and speak to the, the kids as I've done before, but I could also go down the street to the club and, you know, twerk that ass for an icy chain. And, you know, I feel like that makes a lot of people uncomfortable about a woman because they feel like she should just be one thing. Either she's a, uh, a sex symbol or she's you know classy and covered up but i'm all those things you know i was a college girl who went to the parties who partied until 3 3 a.m in the morning but then got up at 8 a.m to hit the 9 a.m class to take an exam like you know me and my homegirls we had no limits to, to life and then once you were able to realize that in college you were able to look at that pyramid that went viral on twitter and you were able to tell yourself I'm gonna do all three I'm gonna get sleep I'm gonna have a social life and I'm gonna work so it's like the older we get the more fearful we get because of other people's fears that they place upon us but when you wake up in the morning and you just staring up in the sky like 
there are no rules. I mean, don't kill nobody and put nobody under no floorboard. <laughs> then you then you playing God and you know, you just stepping outside your boundaries. But you know, it's life becomes exciting when you're able to just view the world as your playground. And I know that different classes and different cultures come with different, you know, hurdles. But, you know, start small and eventually work your way up to the things that you can see yourself doing bigger in life. And I feel like that's what I did. You know, I know I wasn't able, I wasn't going to be able to be, you know, nominated off the rip for a BT award. I knew I wasn't going to be able to perform right away at an award show, but I was like, you know what? I want to rap. I want to rap. I know it's a one percenter, three percenter. I forgot what the stats is now. I know it's a low percent type of thing, but this is what I want to do. And if I keep putting in my hard work, it's going to happen for me, which is why I started off in my Toyota, in the car, doing raps. <laughs> so, and look at you now. Oh, my God. This is... No, so, so I uh, feel like I, rep I represent Limitless. Right. And I'm very proud of the fan base that I've created because they support me and they argue for me because they know me. And if you know me and if you're paying attention to what I do, like, I'm a... I'm just like a, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm bipolar, but you know, the brand switches up so much. Right. <laughs> you just never know what girl you're going to get on what type of day. So right. I would say what makes the Sweetie, what makes the IC team, the brand, the girl so exciting is you never know what you're going to get. Well, I know what I got today. I got a damn good interview. This was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no, because oh. I feel like, oh, no, no, because actually this is going to be the last episode of our season. So I'm glad really? we got to do like a mic drop with you because this was just oh, wow. oh, so much fun. Yeah. So talented. I cannot wait to hear the album. Thanks for listening to Creative Conversation. Be sure to subscribe to Creative Conversation wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing on this podcast, don't forget to rate and review. We always love hearing your feedback. I'm your host, Casey Fining.